Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Shine, 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 shine. Hi everyone, I hope you're all shining bright. We're going to shine it up. Welcome to the Shine It Up podcast with me, Jackie Gillies. Come join me on this journey as we unpack the Real Housewives of Melbourne, deep dive into all things that I do, spirituality, manifestation, self-empowerment and being a psychic medium. And I'll chat to some friends along the way. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Shine It Up podcast. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode with the fabulous Jackie O. Okay, life update. Right now I'm sitting in the spare bedroom eating milk chocolate licorices. They're actually scorched, which is so nice because I've just done some breast pumping. The babies are asleep. Sometimes I think, oh my God, I don't know how I agreed to do a podcast in the early stages of giving birth to babies because I thought I would have this all under control. I'd be able to do everything. And I have to tell you, like even this one task of getting up and and doing my podcast takes so much energy because I'm up every two and a half hours feeding, changing nappies, breast pumping, bathing, you know, burping. It's all happening. And um, like I said... (laughs) Last week, I absolutely do feel like I've been hit over the head with a baseball bat, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And what's really quite interesting, sometimes my babes will go, well, we might sleep four hours today instead of three, but they generally get up every three hours. So that's where I'm at. And in between, I'm eating some chocolates. I mean, I'm eating healthy foods too, but you know, when you're breast pump or you're breastfeeding, I get tired, man. Like it's full on. Never in my life did I expect all of this in the sense of I didn't know what the heck to expect other than it's an experience. Motherhood is an experience and it's a bloody good one, to be honest. There's moments where I'm feeling very tired, I still get emotional, and then, you know, you put everything in perspective and you just look at how blessed you are to have these little babes. But, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not easy at times. And I'm just lucky that I have had my mum and dad move into our home to help us out. That's alleviated some pressure when it comes to trying to feed them both at the same time, trying to change them at the same time. We do everything at the same time as much as we can. Bath, bed, burp, feed. We try and do everything at the same time. So how are the babies? How are they changing? Well, they're so cute. You know, one's really quite chubby. It's you know, they've got like little chubby cheeks. I just want to eat them up all the time. And the other one, the other one's chubby too, but you can completely see a difference. They're definitely not identical, but they're their own individual personalities. And, you know, they're just so cute to watch. And when they kind of look around, they're so gorgeous, like little eyes, you know, looking around to see what's going on. I'm like, oh, I gave birth to these two little cuties. 
Do I feel like I have come up for air a little bit more in the last week? Yes, I do because I feel like I'm getting into a bit of a rhythm, but I still have my days where I'm like, am I doing everything the right way? And I don't think you can always do everything the right way. You've just got to go with the flow. I'm just taking it one step at a time, one day at a time, but I definitely feel things are improving with me Physically and emotionally, the cesarean that I had is getting better by the day, obviously, but there still are days where I do question myself, you know, am I doing everything the right way? But I suppose that's only natural, isn't it? Every mother probably has those feelings. Am I starting to feel a bit like myself? Well, yes and no, and I mean that because I haven't been out of the house for the last four weeks. And I do have my friends that call me quite regularly and some will pop through and say hello. So that's good for my mental health, you know, and having my mum and and Ben here is just, it's been amazing. So it kind of keeps my mental health in check. I, I feel like, and I'll say it again, never feel guilty to ask for help. You have to ask for help. If you're struggling, ask for help. I feel like, um, I don't know what's really happening in the world. I mean, I read the news, but I feel like I'm not as engaged in it. But I do know that Brittany is free from her conservatorship. I feel it's amazing. I feel that she's been controlled for far too long. And I've seen it many times in this industry where people become famous or wealthy quite quickly and their parents take control of their wealth and want to control what their child does. And and I think that that's just outrageous. Just because you're the parent doesn't mean you own your child. And in this case, I definitely feel that her parents took advantage of her financially for a very, very long time for their own needs. So that makes my heart sing. So I watched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion the other day and the start of Potomac, the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion as well. My thoughts on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you got to give it to Erica Girardi to come on and be questioned the way she was by Andy Cohen. But I still feel that there should be more of a apology from her about the victims and more said about those victims. I'm sorry, this is me personally. If I was in her situation, I would do what I could to make sure that those victims got restitution. And if that meant I had to sell off my jury to give like she has, that was brought and given to her by her husband, like those Cartier rings that were $300,000, then sell them off and pass the money over to those victims because that's who deserves it. And I just think that that's what the right thing you should do. That's me. But she did cop it. She did answer those questions probably to the best of her ability. Now, do I still think that she knew something was amiss and that something was going on financially with her and a partner? Yes, absolutely I do. I'm sorry. Erica, you can't bullshit like that is what I'm going to say. I feel like she knew something was going down. Maybe she didn't know the ins and outs, but she definitely knew that something wasn't right. And the reason I say that is because people were talking about it years before any of this was going down, that her husband was borrowing money off people. So you knew something wasn't right about your financial situation because Bethany Frankel knew about it. So how would, like you would have heard rumors, Erica. That's my vibe. What's my thoughts on Potomac Reunion? I feel like it's getting juicy. It always cracks me up. Um, as you all know, I absolutely love Ashley Darby. She's a little pocket rocket, full of energy, and I just adore her. I feel that Candace is very immature in the way she reacts to things, and I think that she is very much below the belt. To come after somebody's mother and their addictions is horrible, and if that's how you react when you're angry, my God, 
how do you actually react when you're at home and no one's around? <laughs> so I don't think Candace, that's your finest moment, girl. What else? Will you watch The Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip? Yes, I definitely will watch The Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip. In fact, Andy Cohen should put me on that. I think it would be absolutely amazing now that I'm not pregnant anymore. I'd be able to give it my full tilt. Who would you want to be on the Ultimate Girls Trip with? Definitely Nanny Leaks. I believe Nanny Leaks, Trita Judice, myself. I'd actually like one of the chicks from um, Mob Wives. I think that'd just be amazing. I loved Angela from Mob Wives. Oh, I loved her so much. She was great. Yes, I used to watch Mob Wives. Who else would I like? Um, maybe Vicky Gonverson from The Real Housewives of OC. Myself, Gina, Janet. Who else? Ashley Darby. Her and I would kill it. would have a laugh. Ramona, because I'd stitch her up. I'd actually call her out in her behavior. I think Erica Girardi would like her to be on the Ultimate Girls Trip because I'd like to question her about a few things. Sonia Morgan. She'd be good too. So, yeah, that would be a good one. It's all happening, guys. I hope that there is some kind of connection here with you ladies out there, new mothers, because let me tell you, I feel like every day is Groundhog Day. Like I'm sitting here, I'm talking about my podcast, but like my head's like, are those babies crying right now? Can I hear them? (laughs) It's always about the babies, but they're so adorable. Oh, I'm such a proud mama. All right, now let's get into the Real Housewives of Melbourne recap. Sunday night was episode six of the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Let's get into it. So Gamble's dad's art show, I think that's an absolute blessing. And I say, I'm going to tell you why, because Gamble's father died over 20 years ago and he was a well-known artist. And Gamble actually doing this on the Real Housewives of Melbourne, like creating an art show, memory of a father, but also bringing those pieces together for all of Australia to see, I feel like is a blessing, not just for her family, but also for us as the audience to see. Really, Gamble has the biggest heart, and I just absolutely love and adore Gamble, and I will say that I absolutely believe her father would be so proud of her, and it was a very emotional time for her in this process, getting everything together, and Gamble, so much love for you and your family, and Gamble actually gave me one of the art pieces, and I feel absolutely honored and humbled that she gave me one for my birthday, and I look at it with pride. So Gamble, we love you. So receiving the flowers, let's talk about the flowers that Gamble received for her art show from Angelie. I thought that was a nice gesture. I absolutely thought that she was like, listen, I knew that this was for your father in memory of your dad. And I'm sending you these flowers to say good luck and I'm not well, so I won't be able to make it. So yes, I genuinely thought that Angelie was unwell and I do believe that she was. So that's that. I didn't think that she was not telling the truth about any of that. I do believe that she was unwell. I think my shock horror was Gamble telling me and the rest of the ladies how Angelie didn't like any of us ladies and she thought we're all fake and fake bites and fake friends and fake everything. And that disappointed me and it disappointed me. And I'm going to tell you why it disappointed me because when I first met Angelie, her and I got along really, really well. I actually really liked getting to know Angelie. I thought she was funny and I still think she's funny. I thought she was funny and we just got along. We just had a nice connection. I thought it was really, really lovely. So to hear that, it really did disappoint me. I felt like I was lumped into a situation that I didn't quite understand. I feel like the other ladies were a bit shocked by that as well. And, yes, to be fair, yes, Angelie did say this is confidential. So, you know, Gamble telling the whole group about the message, I think she'd been stewing on that thinking, well, you're talking about my good friends and you're saying they're all fake and they're this and that then why are you coming around the group? And I think that's why Gail told us. But yeah, I, I was really surprised and a bit taken aback by that. 
And I feel like in that moment, you could clearly see the separation of the group. And what I mean by that is the OGs and the newbies coming in. And I don't like that. I'll tell you why I don't like that because I've never experienced that ever just in everyday life. But with filming, I felt like I've never experienced that with filming either, where it's those against us. And I don't like that. I feel like that if you're going to do this show that we should all get to know one another on face value and independently. And I feel like this is just going to cause another big hurdle within the group. And it certainly does. I felt like the text message that Angela did send Gamble did sound condescending and that she was better than us. And that to me disappointed me because I didn't see that side to Angela. That's why I was disappointed. I was actually a bit hurt by that because every time Angela and I engaged, we always had a laugh and had fun, even off camera. So that's why I was so upset by it. The other moment of that situation too, I don't believe anybody's better than anybody. I don't care what education you have. I don't care what school you went to. I don't care who your friends are. That's just me personally. I believe we're all on the same level in life. And what I mean by that is nobody's better than anybody else. Just because you went to that school, you have a bit more money than somebody else. I don't measure people on social statuses. I believe that we're all on the same level and nobody's better than anybody else. That's my belief. So this is my favorite. I am meeting up with my other bestie, Cheeky Keyball, and we're meeting up to say hello, but also during that catch-up, Chica goes on to tell us how she's created her own lifestyle brand, Chica Home, which is absolutely amazing because that's what Chica's here. That's what she's born to do. It's really her thing. She loves everything home-based. She loves designing homes. She loves interior design. She loves putting events together. She loves having dinner parties. She loves fashion. She loves everything creative. And really that is Chica's vibe. So it's her natural extension for her to create a lifestyle line. And I'm so proud of Chica for that because really this is what I believe is her purpose. She's stepping into her purpose. But meeting up with Chica and Janet, you can clearly see the energy. You can feel it. You can feel the love. You can feel the genuinity. You can feel that there's no bravado. And that's what true friendship to me is. You can just beam one and, you know, in each other's company and there's no judgment. And I, and I feel really blessed to have Chica in my life and to have Chica and Janet both say that they're going to organize my baby shower just brings so much joy to my heart. And I feel absolutely overwhelmed by that moment. And just spending time with Chica and Janet was just, it was such a fun shoot and it was easy. Chica and Janet, when they start talking about the baby shower and, and me saying that maybe I'll do my gender reveal at this event, I actually thought, I want to do this. Like, let's just do it. And so I'm excited. But the best bit was Roachie was like, oh my God, I'm getting my black book out and let's see what the bets are. So that's going to be interesting to see who thinks I'm having what. Radio, over to the next thing. Oh, Angelie and Kyla have a conversation. Look, I just feel like with Angela, I just feel really disappointed. I really do. I feel disappointed because I don't feel like she's really tried to connect with us. Look, okay, I get it. If you don't like some of the girls in the group or you don't like the energy, then that's okay. You have every right to feel like that. But I just feel like, could you have just said it to us, to our faces or given us the heads up instead of making us feel like that? And I think that when you come into a group like this, you've got to be open to the experience. And you know what the Real Housewives of Melbourne show is about. It's about being open and honest about your truth and about where you're at with your life and what you're going through. And I just feel like she really didn't try to connect with us. 
And then sometimes to continuously tell you how good they are at their jobs or what they're doing, and I get it. I feel like I'm really good at my job too, but it just comes across condescending and it comes across like you're better than us. And I feel like it doesn't look good. I just think anybody saying that they think they're better than you and try to really kill others in my experience is just that you're really insecure. And now looking back on the show and seeing what was said, sometimes I feel like was things more amplified by Kyla telling Angelie things that simply weren't true. Like for example, Janet never, ever broke into Angelie's apartment. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And when it did come up on the show, I was like outraged. I thought this is absolute bullshit. This You can't just go on and make up a story like that. Like, hello. I feel like Angelie's been more wound up by Kyla suggesting that Rochi was in her apartment. Kyla, you've actually insinuated to Angelie that she was in Angelie's apartment, that Janet was in Angelie's apartment roaming around her apartment. And even Angelie states very clearly that nobody was up here. This apartment was locked. Nobody came and used the toilet here. Nobody was here. You were told that. Clear as day, Kyla. And you can see Kyla speaking under her breath to Angelie, and I believe that that was winding Angelie up. Wellness day. Where is Angelie? I think it's only fair she comes and explains herself. I feel like if you're going to talk one way behind somebody's back, just say it to their face, just own it and go, this is how I feel, whether you like it or you don't. That's my feelings about this situation. And I just don't want to be part of this group. And then, Kyla, when you start crying, I'm thinking, what are you crying over, that Angela's not coming back to the group? Or are you crying that you actually suggested that or inferred that Janet Roach broke into Angela's apartment? All I can say is, how is this going to keep going? Oh, my God, you've got to keep watching the show because let me tell you, <laughs> It gets more hectic, is what I'm going to say. Okay. This week, I'm joined by the fabulous and hilarious Hannah Ferrier. I'm actually so excited by this because Ben and I are massive fans of Below Deck Mediterranean. It was so fun to get to know Hannah so much better outside the show. And listen, she's such a hoot. So let's get straight into it. We're going to shout it up. Welcome to the show and up with Jackie Gillies podcast. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Ben and I are the biggest fans of Below Deck and you are the OG. It just like gets me excited. of Below Deck. And we just absolutely adore you. And I think that you're television gold. Well, it's very mutual. I'm a massive, massive fan of you. You're my favorite Melbourne housewife. Tell us, a lot of people actually want to know where you actually grew up and what your life was like before you became a star on Below Deck. I was brought up on a tiny little hippie island. It was like a little community of hippies, late 80s. No TV, no cars. I grew up in a house that my parents built together. They bought like a house kit and built the house. Such a kind of humbling upbringing. It wasn't about anything to do with your outside. It was all to do with the person you are inside and that's all that mattered, you know? So it was hilarious because I left high school really young. I started work in the city at the bottom of this stockbroker's building and I would like go home and I was like, oh my God, city people are so nice. I was like so scared. All these men are saying like, can I get you lunch? Do you want to go for dinner? That's because they thought you were a hot girl. Exactly. (laughs) No idea. How did you get into yachting? Because I believe when I look at you and I look at the spiritual aspect of your life, just by not just watching the show, but seeing your social media, because I'm very good at, you know, reading people's energy, I believe synchronized events kind of stepped you into that. 
So how did you get into yachting? I've actually never told anyone. So I always have a stock standard answer for that, but I'll tell you. Yeah. Like yeah. it's what I always say is the truth, but I can feel it. I was, I yeah, I was in a really bad relationship and my mum kind of pulled me out. And then once I was out, she goes, let's get on a plane and let's go to Europe together. And we were supposed to be going to Grasse where the, like all the perfumeries are. The concierge at the hotel said, don't go to Grasse, go to Antibes, which is where the hub of yachting is in Europe. Oh, goosebumps as you're saying this. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, I did too. No, I'm literally The, the angels, the angels are here, girl. I'm telling you, that question needed to be asked, yes? Yeah. And I went to Antibes and my mum wanted to go to the Picasso Museum and I wanted a glass of wine. So I went and sat at this bar that ended up being the biggest yachty bar. And I was watching all these young people in these polo shirts coming back and forth. I went and walked the docks. I saw all these big yachts and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I came home and I put into Google, what can you do speaking English in South of France? And yachting came up. And I had like a really quite a high up corporate job for my age at Optus in IT. Yeah. I was a corporate account manager, yeah, had a beautiful right. BMW convertible, <laughs> like had the life. And I went, no, you're only young once. Go and do something. So I went and did my course and three months later I got on a plane to south of France, didn't speak the language, didn't know anyone there, didn't really know what I was doing, never really worked, like I'd never worked on a boat. And I always look at it, Jackie, and I go, imagine if you didn't go to Cannes, that time mum didn't want to go. Imagine if that concierge hadn't told you to go to Antibes. And all these little sliding doors that led to yachting and then below deck and then Ava and then Josh, you know, I'm literally covered in goose pimples talking to you about it. Just feel like somebody was leading me down this path. Yeah. And now that I have Ava as well, I just look back and I go, there's never a moment I look at her and I go, oh, I wish I'd done this or I wish I'd done, because I did it. Yeah, absolutely. I believe it's your grandmother, by the way, that's guiding you guiding you all the way through but we'll get to the angels again later this but this way this excites me it's so connectable so thank you thank you universe for that and i do want to ask you how did they approach you like how did you get on the show i sound like a spoiled brat when i say this but i'd done five six years in the med and i was just kind of like getting to the point where i was like oh centropay monaco corsica i'm bored yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. so I jumped on a plane and I joined a boat in Jacksonville in Florida and we did the East Coast of America, but the crew was just like really boring, like we'd drop (laughs) off charter and they'd want to like watch a movie and go to bed. I'm like, mate, we're in our 20s. We're in like Charleston, like an amazing historical place. Let's go to the bars. Let's, you know. And so I was out with a deckhand one night and we got a little bit drunk and we came back and he said, he's like, oh, do you know Below Deck's casting for the med? And I applied when I was quite drunk. I love this. And I kept having interviews and I was always like quite drunk. (laughs) Who wasn't at that time? I was. That's what your 20s are for. Then I will never forget. So I actually found out afterwards, I think they had somebody that was like kind of more of a front runner because the chief stew is such a pivotal role. But then in the actual final interview with the executives and stuff, they were like, wow, she just doesn't care. She just goes blah and whatever comes out, comes out. And then, yeah, I went 
it was like a month later, I went and joined the boat in Greece. I had no idea what I was getting in for. I had no desire to be on television. I've never wanted to be an actress or on TV or famous or anything. And yeah, it just rolled from there. When I first watched that first season of you on Below Deck, I was like, this girl is like fucking hilarious. Like you made the show. You've got to have somebody that keeps it 100%. Did you ever get sick of your crew or castmates or did you feel like whenever you filmed that some of these crew would be like just kind of faking it? A lot of times like people would come in because I genuinely and I would just, if I if I wanted to be famous or I wanted to be on TV, I'd just go, hey, that's what I wanted. I was never about that. And I think that obviously a lot of people, especially as the show grew in popularity, that's what they were there for. So they'd come in and they'd poke at me because they knew that if they poked at me, and it was the same with the guests. The audience would get a watch, yeah. Yeah, and then they'd get more screen time. So the guests would be poking, the crew would be poking, Sandy would be poking. I was like, can you just leave me the fuck alone, please? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss a lot of the episodes that included some of the highest ratings i would say would be yes when you're being poached because it's yeah. like we're just one of the best moments was the last season actually i fucking lost it when you went listen to me girly listen to me lady <laughs> that was don't you put your I was crying man I like I was like this chick needs to be on the Real Housewives of Melbourne this is like ultimate this is next level I love it because it's something I do too like lost your shit I just I know it sounds horrible but I'm like I'm your boss no respect there yeah I'm asking you Mm. to stop this and come and help me and you're saying no yeah I I saw that it's not a choice I'm not, I'm, I'm asking you because I'm polite, but I'm not asking you like you can say yes or no. I'm telling you, you know. You know what that comes down to? That really does come down to um, women, when you come on a show like this, know that you're, you know, a fan favourite. And obviously I think that had a lot to do with it. And so just kind of trying to um, piss you off in a way. So, you know, it's happened to me over the years and it's almost like you're just – telling her what she needs to do. And and actually, I will say, you are very good at your job, like so good. Like I feel like you've got so much to teach others and we'll get into your business in a minute. But I feel like you have, along the years, you've been always very fair. So if that chick had to come back and apologize and said, I had a shit day, I should never have done that, you've got that vibe to go, all right, I can get it, we can move forward. But we'll clean slate, let's go. Yeah, that's that's mm. who you are. And yeah. I feel like off the back of this show, you've you've inspired a lot of people to um, to get into yachting, but also to be who they are authentically. Because on a show like this, if you camera never lies. The camera never, ever lies. So you can put a bravado on for so long, but then you, it starts to slip, man. Do you know what I mean? And I, I know how that rolls. People try and do that, but come <laughs> on, and especially with this show, Jackie, because there's nowhere to hide. We don't go and film and then stop filming and film it. Like, 
it's going to come out, you know, like I knew um, with Mila in season four, as yeah. soon as I met yeah. her, I'm like, you are cooked in the head. You're cooked. <laughs> yeah. As soon as she started like acting out, I was like, look, I'm not surprised. Um, Captain Sandy, do you still talk to that woman? No. Nah. Because that was you, gross. It, it comes down to energy. Yeah. I will say this. What you saw on that season on season five was still the best that she could have been shown without like anything making sense. But obviously with the captain, they're in this high up role. So they have to protect them in some ways because they're the captain. So I was working and being around this sort of energy and negativity constantly and just getting picked at constantly, but they don't show it all because they need to protect their higher up. Totally get it. And this is why I wanted to write a reply because working in reality, a lot of people don't understand that the way sometimes things are edited and depicted is you don't see all of the conversation. You don't see everything that's going on. Now, for me personally, that woman knows your personality. She knows who you are. She knows she's known you for years and years and years. And I actually, when I watched that season, I started getting angry because I'm, I've been accused of absolute bullshit as well. But the facts are the facts that um, Sandy could have approached you in a very different way, but it's almost like I feel like, again, sorry, I'm going to call it as it is. I feel that Sandy didn't like that you're a fan favorite, you're popular, and I feel like she wanted you out. So she's like, yeah, this is the perfect way out. Sandy has said this many times, so I'm not saying anything that's not known. She doesn't get a choice in who comes back. So she'd hate that. Yes. It's also like, you know what? You need to respect that you made the decision to be on a reality show and this is what comes with it. You might have to work with people you don't like, but you don't need to diminish them and bully them. In season five where she's like, you're not yourself. I'm like, no, I'm not because I don't want to be here. I'm over this. I'm over being treated like this. I'm like, and people are like, well, you shouldn't have gone back. I'm like, you know what, mate? I've got bills to pay. This is my job. I'm here for money. I want to have a child. I want to buy a property in Sydney, which is, as you know, is crazy. Like I'm here for work, but I also shouldn't be treated like this just because you don't like me because it's also your responsibility that you've gone on a reality show and this is what you signed up for so you need to own that you know yeah and I feel like there wasn't a lot of accountability even at your reunion I feel like it was very quite dismissed like some of the questions and I'm very like I've done reunions for the past six years so I know when someone's um deflecting and there's a lot of deflecting man going on and I'm like Andy can kick this shit out of the water, man. Like, there is deflecting going on. Yeah. Yes. And be very straight out. I was like, why don't you ask the question, Sandy, have you been told that Hannah takes Valium for her anxiety in the past? Because the other thing as well, Jackie, that's kind of bullshit is I go, okay, yes, I didn't check in my meds to a boat, but you know what? I haven't worked on a regular boat in five years. I work on a boat with a production company. Company. Everyone knows that I have Valium for my anxiety, yes. so I assume it's okay because okay. yeah, I, I communicate I, it. Forget that for a second. It was the way it was approached, and I felt that was quite, um, for me, I felt like that was wrong, and I felt like it was because some people didn't want you on that show. It's that simple. Is it true that you met your now fiancé the day after you landed back in Australia, which I do believe because I did hear that? Yes. 
That's that's like the angels. You manifested that love, girl. So no one else freaks out about this with me, but I think you're going to freak out about this. I went into labor. My water's broken. I went into labor two, like, no, two years and 15 minutes after I met Josh. Two years and 15 minutes. Well, that's a sign, girl. Well, two and one and five represent angels all around you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it was something weird. <laughs> yeah. That's that's your that's Joshy, your soulmate. And then you fell pregnant with your beautiful daughter, Ava. Yeah. You know, before you met Josh, did you have it in your head? I want a beautiful man, I want a child and I want a family. So basically what happened is so I had my first surgery on my ovaries when I was thirteen and I had yeah. six surgeries all up on my reproductive system. Um, yep. throughout my teens and early 20s. And that's why I was putting so much pressure on myself in my early 20s to, like, meet someone, have babies. You might not be able to do it. Quick, go, go, go. And then my mid to late 20s, I just went, you know what? Like, my family's from Zimbabwe, so I'm very in touch with, like, how blessed and lucky we are in this country. Yeah. And I go, you know what? If it doesn't happen naturally, you work hard, you adopt, like, you have so much love to give a child, but don't have a child with the wrong person because you're scared that you're not going to be able to. So I had kind of come to peace with the fact that I might not have children naturally. I am a person who, to be completely honest with you, it's very, it was very difficult for me to find a partner because I'm so strong that they're either submissive and I lose respect or they're so strong that they're nearly abusive, you know? Controlling. Yes. So to find somebody that can handle me, that won't let me walk all over them, that I respect, that I love, that is kind and sweet, but also knows when to put his foot down with me. That was my biggest struggle. And so Josh was the first guy that I've dated that knows how to balance me and knows how to handle me. And so, and I went, I don't want to have a baby with somebody that I don't think I can spend the rest of my life with. So I just let it go. That is the key to manifestation, letting go of everything and allowing the universe to take its its place and how it's going to happen. And a lot of women that I talk to say to me, Jackie, how do you manifest the perfect partner or how do you manifest this or how do you manifest that? When you let go, then the universe can open up the doors for you. Josh came in and I believe he's totally your soulmate, totally your soulmate, but you are juggling a lot. And I will say this, that you have... I have to talk about this. You have an online yachting course, your own podcast, which I'm going to come on because I'd love to be interviewed by you, and your new company, Bugs Off. How are you juggling everything with a baby? Because so many mothers ask me, how the f- do you keep balance, girl? Yeah, it is. It's um, it's a lot. Ocean International Training Academy is my baby. It's my passion. It's yep. my soul. It is a company that I didn't start to like try and make money or things like that. It was like the amount of people that reached out and went, I've seen what you do. Is it obtainable? How do I do it? And I was like, I can't keep like having all this engagement with all these people. I'm on my phone all the time. Like, and so I basically, when I was six months pregnant, I went to Josh and I was like, I want to start an online training academy to teach people how to get into yachting. 
And I've got over 300 students now. My One of my students just became a chief stew. Um, oh, I've got some, yes. yeah, I've got some like OGs that are just landing jobs now. The world's opening up. And I, the other day, Kevin was one of my students from Ireland and he landed a job and I was in tears because I just adore him and love him. And to watch him go and live his fucking dream and know that I had a little bit to do with that, it's more job satisfaction than I've ever had from Below Deck or I've ever had from yachting, especially being at home with Ava because it's it's very repetitive being a mum, you know. It's really repetitive and she's the best thing that I've ever done. But knowing that I'm making a change in people's lives while I bring up my daughter is so amazing. Do you know, every, you even speaking about it gives me goosebumps again. You are really following your passion. And I believe that you had to do, this is my belief, spiritually, you had to do this show. You had to show people who you were, the connectability, authenticity, that it hasn't always been easy for you. And this world of yachting wasn't always easy, but you shined up. You become the top of what you do, Chief Stewardess. And you're very good at what you do and you command a room. And I feel that you educating, I always say this, and I've been told this by the other side, even in my meditations, if you can inspire one person in this world, you're doing your f***ing job. And I'm going to because you are, right? Apart from having Ava, I don't think I will ever be prouder of something in my life than starting Ocean International because we were already in yeah. our house. My, you know, my husband's yeah. got a great yeah. job. Yeah. I was pregnant. Yeah. No one expected anything of me and I didn't yeah. do it because I had to. What has your experience been manifesting your dreams of following your intuition? I go through my yeah. life and I trust my gut. And I think I look at the situations, a, a Facebook memory came up the other day and it said, oh, my God, yeah. carpet cleaners in south of France know how to party at 6 a.m. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hitchhiked home from the nightclub after I'd been partying all night with these carpet cleaners and they like blasted 90s music, didn't speak a word of English, but my gut told me they were okay. And we had the best, it was like a 40 minute car ride and I had the best time. <laughs> I was so drunk and they were like, what night is like R&B and shit? Like, yes, honey. Come on and smack it. I'll it. some like super smooth guys come up to me like at the casino in Monaco or something and they're like can I buy you a drink and I'm like absolutely not there's something in my gut that just goes no so I feel I'm a big believer in your intuition trust your gut if something feels off it's probably off you know and if something feels right it's probably right have you ever had a dream where um you have dreamt something or you felt something and then it's happened, whether it's on the show, before you started the show, anything like that ever within your life. Yeah. So it happened the day I got fired from Below Deck. Yeah. You had a vibe. Yeah. No, I was out. I think I'd gone to see an, like the crew agent or something. And obviously like there's little things yeah. that we need to do off the boat that we just do on our own that don't get filmed. Yeah. Um, and I'd yeah. gone to see someone and I was waiting for the PA to come pick me up. And I said to Josh, I was like, something is weird. Something is off. Yep. I don't know what it is. Something's going to go down. Something's happening. I have no idea what it is. But like, and then the next call, I called him from the bathroom and I was like, I've just been fired on camera for drugs. 
And I knew it. I knew that morning something was wrong. And I got on the boat and I got mic'd and then I got radioed. Can you come to my cabin or my office? And I was like, this is it. I know. Your angels were sitting around you preparing you, girl. Would you ever go back? So I absolutely adore Lee and Glenn. Yeah. Adore them. And Lee especially, he's a really good friend and he's been there for me a lot. Like I would call him sometimes like mid-season and I'm like, Lee, I'm trying. Like how do I deal with this with, you know, Sandy and like can you please help me? And he's great because he's not – He's not like a, oh, blah, 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 and he'll, he won't badmouth her. He's so respectful. So he's impartial but gives good advice. Gives yeah. great advice. And he yeah. was just really there for me. So if he ever needed me, I would, I'd go. I swear to God, Jackie, i go, <laughs> how the fuck did I end up with Sandy? That's just mean. Do you know what? I reckon you ended up with um, Sandy for a reason. You had to teach her something, and I reckon she has guilt over you. That Now the psyche vibe is kicking. I reckon that she has guilt over you. I reckon that she will apologise. It will come, but it's not going to be yet. And I reckon she'll cry when she does apologise. And I see you going back on for some episodes, maybe even a season, but it's going to be up to you. And I also reckon that um, Sandy's definitely going to apologise, but it's not going to be yet. Well, no, so she reached out to me when I had the baby, when I was when I announced my pregnancy, and she said, oh, can I get your address to send the baby a present? I was like, lady, no. Obviously, when you're fired in that way, in that forum, you have people to talk to I after do. five seasons. Like I had to call my agent. I had to call my lawyer. I was like, what do I, yeah. how do I navigate this? Because You're I don't want to be, yeah. yeah, like painted as a drug addict for having yeah. anxiety medication, you know? And so I was on the dock and I said to her, I'm like, Sandy, I'm on the phone with my lawyer. And she was like, well, she basically went like, we need to film this. And then she was like, and she, then she started kind of going at me again. I was like, you know what, mate? You've just fired me. She wanted her, she wanted her screen time. Yeah. Sure. And screen that's time, what I, I found was gross. And that's really upsetting. And listen, you've got a lot of support behind you. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing. Being, I know that, that every boat has their protocols and they have their rules and regulations and what have you, but they, this could have been a, a situation that could have been avoided, but obviously that just comes down. You know what you need to do? Bless with love and off she shines. Now, let me get into some of the vibes that I'm hearing. So I reckon that your daughter, you're having another child. <laughs> It's so weird because I've been having dreams about this every night. I I feel like you're going to have another girl and a boy. I see three. Whoa! whoa. Yeah, I do. I do. And I... Yeah, I do. And I also reckon that Ava is calling a sister already. It'll be a girl? Also. Well, yeah, and I see a boy as well. So you better... um, Your partner wants a boy. He does. he does. So he's, he's... I know. They're telling me. Now, to end this, um, to end the podcast, I have to ask you, what song turns you up the most? I love, like, Let's Go Girls. Yes, honey. <laughs> but do you know what was crazy? So, Jackie, I have this yeah. weird, I, I believe it's angels and things like that that look after me. Like, the fact that I fell pregnant and then two weeks later we went into lockdown and then the world stopped. I was like, all I've done is travel for 12 years. And the fact that I fell pregnant and then COVID hit and the world stopped, like, 
it was so like that's the weirdest timing last night I was speaking to my best friend on the phone and it was about a guy she's just broken up with and she's like bitch I was like stop calling me and I was like and I said to her I'm like you don't understand that's a song from like 2004 2005 I've got a screenshot of it on my phone five photos ago that came up on an Instagram thing. I was like, oh, I used to love that song. Like weird That was like a that. sign from the other side saying that they're around you, as in your angels. Stop, listen, and meditate. You have to. That's just their way of saying anything that you want, you can have, but you've got to learn how to listen to your intuition. And listening to your intuition means you're already doing it. Giving gratitude. When you're in a state of gratitude, the universe responds to that. You can't be in a state of negativity, right? So when you give thanks for your daughter, give thanks for Josh, give thanks for your life, give thanks for your abundance, your business, all of those things. And when you ask the universe to give you a sign, they're the signs the universe gives you, your angels, to say, we're here, girl. And to end this, if you had endless resources, time, and nothing else to do on the planet, what would you do with your time? Not including material possessions. We spoke about this last night because we went in the $80 million lotto draw. Um, yes, and I said yes. to Josh, the one thing that I would keep doing is Ocean International because that fulfills of my It's going to be soul. massive. Yeah. Well, everybody, Ocean's International, you need to get on. You need to be taught by the guru, the expert. And can I just say blessings for that business because I know that's going to go next level, girl, like next level. Like you're just going to keep surpassing. You're going to have to have about 10 other teachers on board. But you've got to just go and ready for it. You're ready for the next step, which is going to be your child, your business and everything else. Hannah, what a pleasure talking to you. I feel like we're soul sisters. I love you. I do. I Melbourne and take you to Texas. Do you know, like, I honestly feel like we're soul sisters, girl. And I feel like that when this shit show of COVID is over and I've given birth, it is going to be a tequila bender. You'll have to come over and Ben and Josh can look after the kids and we'll say, we'll see you in a couple of days. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Done. Sign me up. I love Thank you so much for talking to me, Hannah. And I, I just feel like you've been such a pleasure and such an inspiration. And I always say like attracts like. And I truly believe like we've come together for a reason. And I believe it's, it's a spiritual one. It's a beautiful one. And I appreciate you and I appreciate everything you stand for. Thank you, Jackie. So much love to you. I really appreciate you having me. We're going to shout it up. I hope you all enjoyed my chat with Hannah. It was absolutely amazing to have you on my podcast, Hannah. Adore you, girl. Thank you guys for the questions you have sent through this week. Charlotte from Instagram has asked, what are your thoughts on past lives? My mum is convinced that she died on the Titanic. Listen, I believe we've all been here before. I believe we all have deja vu where there are experiences that we've experienced from our past. And if your mother believes that she died on the Titanic, then maybe she did. Maybe she's reliving those moments in her dreams or in her thoughts and feelings. And um, yes, I do believe in past lives. Jack from Instagram has asked, do you think Chica would ever come back full time? I would love Chica to come back full time. I would pray that Chica would come back full time, but I don't know if she would come back full time. Let's leave that to the universe. That would be the ultimate. I believe that Chica should come back and Gina should come back and we should get some OGs back and even Petty Fleur. Yes. Jessica from Instagram has asked, when you are manifesting your dreams, how do you let go of your attachment to it when you want it so badly? You have to have faith. 
You have to release it like you're posting a letter. You don't know how the letter gets there, but you know it gets there. So you've got to release it, feel yourself in the excitement of the thing that you're asking for and know the universe will respond. So you have to let go of the attachment. That means the control of the outcome. Don't try to control the outcome of what you're asking for. Allow the universe that knows better than you to give you the outcome for you that's best for you. Lily from Instagram. Jackie, are you excited about your reveal, gender reveal? Absolutely. And I can't wait to share it all with you guys, which will be on my next week's episode podcast. And no, I'm not going to tell you what the gender is. You just have to wait and see my beautiful girl, Lily. Thank you for joining me for another episode, guys. I'll see you all next week. And I absolutely love and adore you all. Love yous. We're going to shine it up. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Shine It Up podcast with me, Jackie Gillies. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe and rate and review, which helps others find the podcast. For more, follow me on Instagram at Jackie Gillies TV and the podcast at Shine It Up underscore with Jackie Gillies. Shine It Up is proudly a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Special thanks to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. And I will see you all next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.